Listening to series finale, the only podcast where three comedians discuss the final episode of a TV show they've never even seen. seen. And in the month of July, we don't—we're not just podcasters; we're actually military service members. <laughs> <laughs> in <laughs> the month of July, we all have served our country. Right. We like to uh, honor the country by pretending that we served <laughs> and dressing up. And uh, you know, John Paul, what what branch were you in? Oh, I'm a Navy boy through and through. <laughs> <laughs> I love the U.S. Navy. Yeah. Do you Seaman. have a I'm favorite a military branch? Do I have a favorite military branch? Yeah. Dude, Coast Guard all day. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you have a favorite military branch? Uh, Army. Why? Ooh, Army strong. Uh, my grandpa was... My grandfather is a fictional and real army man depicted oh, in the oh, film Guards right. of Stone. Right. But my uncle was in the Navy, so the do Navy you, was cool. I like their call dress. Your, stuff. You call him, you still call him Granda. Granddad? What do you call bump. him? Bump. You call him Bump, right? Yeah. Do you think that you should replace it with Baby Killer? No, he <laughs> killed zero babies. He was at Arlington National Cemetery. Do you call your grandfather Bump cuz being with him is just like doing cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He's a fun guy. In great shape. Very much not obese for 80. So yeah, he looks incredible. Yeah, he looks unbelievable. Yeah, we saw Petey. Yeah. Petey's a guy. Yeah, unbe- I've said it many times for like the last decade. My grandfather's in the 99th percentile of attractiveness yeah. for his age. For honestly, like <laughs> 61. He, the man is in such good shape. I think we should put a camel pack on him and send him back to Afghanistan now. But yeah. he does do no exercise. So he's, it's more of an aesthetic thing than I think <laughs> maybe a full on. Well, he's an artist. Yeah. He's a yeah. painter, a great painter. And you know what? Social connections can be more important to physical health than anything. So, healthy at any size, but not healthy at any friend group. <laughs> if you have no <laughs> friends, you're dying, you loser. So, <laughs> your grandfather has a lot in common with George W. Bush. They both were in the military. George W. Bush was the chief, was commander in chief. George and then both painters. <laughs> and they both are connected to cocaine. He's yeah. called Bump. I George was W. Bush used to do cocaine. George W. Bush, though, was in the Air National Guard, and he was AWOL, but he did get a cool <laughs> couple of photo shoots. But what did uh, your d- grandfather ever do for AIDS in Africa? What did he do for AIDS in Africa? That's a good question. <laughs> Just spread it around. Honestly, not really anything, but my grandma's best friend has like is funding an orphanage in Tanzania, right? Wow. So she, ha- she goes to Tanzania all the time. And they, she, they, sometimes they, like, I have a tie from Tanzania, and they brought back these masks. They were making masks for COVID, and I was wearing it around Situate. But when I left, I said, I, I need plain masks. I can't wear these masks. Why is that? It just looks like cultural appropriation. <laughs> it's like a dashiki <laughs> they mask. Cloth they're kente cloth masks. <laughs> like, yeah. like Chuck and Nancy? Yes, they're kente cloth <laughs> masks, which is, like, a fascinating thing in time in this America. Like, you sh- I guess the way white people should be at right now is we should be buying Kente cloth masks to support black-owned businesses, right. but we should not wear them to culturally appropriate. <laughs> we are a Black Lives Matter podcast all the way. For sure. That dude. is true. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And, and especially any sort of military service member that's black and, lives. Uh, I've yes. seen a lot of my fellow white people. This is my favorite <laughs> thing on Instagram right now. <laughs> my favorite thing on Instagram is white people posting their stories. Can't believe how many followers I've lost for saying Black Lives Matter. It's like, dude, you lost eight followers, and they were all Russian bot accounts that got <laughs> deleted. You're not losing followers. Dude. I love it. I love that so much. My brother actually had an interesting story about his fish shop. The, the Black Lives Matter called his... The fish shop, and we're like, why are you guys? Uh, why don't you guys have a sign out? And like he, Black Lives Matter Portland. Yeah, yeah, and they like they sort of were like it felt like a soprano style. Did they, style, beat, sort did they of. beat the eye? Yeah, no, they pull. Yeah, they, of course, dude. They didn't want any trouble, right? <laughs> did they? Yeah, yeah, they were good move. Because well, I, I, I was with the I was with the Antifa guys that made that call, and we were we had the bus. <laughs> 
ready to go to go straight <laughs> to the shop and smash out the windows. Dude, well, it's so you guys funny. didn't BDI. He was like, we were going to pull one up, and then they uh, they called us anyways, and they were like, he's like, it did feel like a seed for the surprise. Did they ask for a donation? No, they didn't ask for a donation, but they were like, if you don't have your own, we'll bring one by for oh, you. Oh, well, that sounds nice. Yeah, but it depends mm-hmm. how you say it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it depends how you report mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Dude, so yeah, Black Lives Matter, Stolen <laughs> Valor July, it's all the same, and... Um, you know, we're excited to get into this month. This is yeah. our first episode. Our salute to the nation's guy. veterans the best way we know how. Right. Our salute to our nation's veterans who aren't actually veterans but get the discounts <laughs> anyways. <laughs> <laughs> how big of a problem do you think Stolen Valor is? Stolen, not tell a problem people what at Stolen all. Valor is because I think it's yeah. really French that not <laughs> everyone knows. Stolen Valor is when um, a special needs person no. or somebody <laughs> in serious need yeah. wears camo. You're, you're right. We should be compassionate towards Stolen Valor people because they're suffering. No, f- they are a million percent out. That's why the, that's why the videos are so polarizing because... For some reason, the Green Beret screaming at the homeless man with the patch on his arm, it just feels like he's in the wrong, you yeah. know? <laughs> it, it, you can't help but be like, wow, maybe that's not who I want. Stolen Valor is when one dresses up as a member of the military <laughs> to get benefits. And technic- it is uh, technically a crime, although it's not really prosecutable. Is right. it a crime? Yeah, it, there is a law against it, but I mean, it, it could easily be challenged. It's, it's like just waiting to be knocked down by the Supreme Court. Right. But because of First Amendment, and there's do you think it'll make it all the way to the Supreme Court? <laughs> I think we're gonna take it to the Supreme Court, and we're gonna. <laughs> I think we're gonna take it to the Supreme Court. And we're gonna win. Right. No, I mean people. I've seen it in the Stolen Valor. People are like, you know, this is a crime, and like technically, yes, it is. But like, I don't think. But I really also have autism. Like, please <laughs> be nice to me. I'm sure know? it's a really specific crime too. Like, if you were wearing a legitimate uniform, yeah, in yeah. actually in person, but if you wear. Vietnam veteran hat <laughs> from an Army Navy surplus store <laughs> that still has the tag on it. Probably not a crime. I mean, they wouldn't be able to sell it so freely if it wasn't. Well, it was a crime. any any clothing depicting the American flag is against flag code. Another thing, that's and uh, like, people still sell it. Yeah, the, the flag code not a, also not really like a law or anything. It's just a made up series of like rules. Yeah, really. The flag yeah. code is not a law. No, but they stole. But it's more like the Stolen Valor thing. There's two different types of Stolen Valor guys. Literally, there's like a group yes. of literally mentally deficient people that are like either, you know, autistic, Asperger's, something going wrong yeah. where they're just sort of walking around in a, like a Navy uniform <laughs> looking for interactions with people and or not even just minding their own business. <laughs> and then they get screamed at by some like PTSD <laughs> jag guy. And... Uh, <laughs> And that's like those ones are really sad because they're like, "Why well, just be nice to the yeah, kid? Yeah, He's yeah. like retarded, you know." <laughs> but then there's another group where it's like, and I think these ones are actually sadder than the special needs kids because the special needs kids, it's so obvious that they're like, "Come on, what are you doing?" But there's a group of like people that are like, their lives are so pathetic. <laughs> they, they have functioning brains, they have functioning cap- capacity and everything, but their lives are so pathetic that they need. <laughs> They need to dress up in full military garb for 15% off at Petco. <laughs> right, but I it's mean, probably more for the praise yes, than for the money. Yes, which is the saddest part. It's yes. like, when you really broke it down with him, it would be like, dude, is this for the coupon? And he'd be like, <laughs> I just like the old lady that says thank you for your service. But I mean, this, this stuff really worked. Because while we were here and Jack was in this getup, uh, the landlord came by to collect rent, and when they when Jack answered the door like this, mm-hmm. wave free. Rent, free. <laughs> There's also a third kind of stolen valor okay. that I call accidental stolen valor. Uh-huh. Right. Let's say you're like 15 or 16, and you love the Marine Corps. You really want to become a Marine. You yeah. get a Semper Fi tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> so you 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 weren't stealing valor because you planned to be in the Marine Corps. You weren't old enough yet. Right. So it was always your intention. But then if you don't end up in the Marine Corps, <laughs> either because you fail or something else happens, now you've stolen valor. That's right. preemptive stolen That's valor. That's post facto stolen valor. <laughs> Precognitive <laughs> stolen valor. Well, let's bring it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> I have a stolen valor story, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was walking away from uh, Faneuil Hall Air of Boston with, uh, with a former Boston comedian, Tim Sturdivant, mm-hmm. who uh, everyone knows is a cool guy. <laughs> and uh, we were walking. We were heading to, uh, to another area of Boston, and these, like, 
these like military guys like stopped us for a second and they were grilling Tim about one of the patches on his jacket. No way. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'm You're dead kidding serious. me. I'm dead. 100% serious. What did he say? They're grilling about one of the patches on his jacket. It's a presidential uh, fitness patch. <laughs> <laughs> what was like, What's that patch? And he's like, it's presidential fitness, bro. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. And he's like, what? You think this is stolen valor? You think I'm stealing valor with my because I did a lot of pull-ups when I was 11? <laughs> did he just go off on them? No, he just was like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. It's so funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, actually, what happened is we, we both, we, there were nine of them, we kicked all their asses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dude, well, those guys fitness. probably spent the whole night. They probably approached 12 to 15 people. <laughs> they were looking for <laughs> Yeah, a you're looking for yeah. They're yeah. looking for stolen valor. So there are roving, just like Antifa, there are roving gangs of right-wing military <laughs> heads out there just looking for an excuse. Right. And this actually, and the reason these guys are looking to take down these handicapped people is because they're protecting the honor of the men portrayed in the Pacific. The show wow. we're talking about today. Great transition. I'm a broadcaster, bro. <laughs> I'll BSB the Pacific. Yes, BSB. It's about a group of Marines who served in the Pacific Theater until six months after VJ Day in their successes and failures at reintegrating back into civilian life. That's a good description. Yeah, this is sort of a spiritual sequel to HBO's Band of Brothers, another right. HBO miniseries about World War II. Which was a huge hit and a great show. Yeah. Was and that the European theater? Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. We, we covered that on Series Pods. You can check that yeah. out. Yeah. With Damian Lewis of Now of Billions. Right. This show was also amazing. Oh, really? That's so funny. I loved that. it. I no. thought it was really, really good. And this is a perfect show. Just go watch the finale because what we saw was a nice 60-minute TV movie <laughs> about reintegration into American society. How we we didn't need any more. We no. didn't see any battle. It was a good standalone piece. Yeah. I thought that was one of the... Re I mean, that's what I thought was kind of surprising about it. Because in Band of Brothers, I don't... I never... I never watched the last episode, I don't think. But I assume it ends with like a big victory, a big battle or something like that. I but this is really low key. It's pretty, it, I, if I remember correctly, which I'm actually just guessing because I don't have any memory of the steal finale. Steal the of Band of Brothers battle. <laughs> yes. I think it ends sort of similarly where they show what happens after. Oh, But okay. I could be wicked wrong. It's actually the same script, except they <laughs> they, they just refer to killing Krauts instead. <laughs> So yeah, th this is in the Pacific Theater, and it's the my favorite part of it is seeing Rami's Yusuf, Rami, Rami Malik. Malik, who's unbelievably handsome in this show. I think he looks gross. I dude. think he looks amazing. <laughs> he looks like he's <laughs> melting and like gray. He uh, does look a little gray. Yeah, yeah. but then what I did Mr. like Robot. to see was the guy from Jurassic Park, all grown up, the kid. Oh, that was the Jurassic Park. Kid? Yes, dude. The oh, the uh, Eugene, the kid that like runs from the Raptors. Yeah, but he was Eugene. Yeah, I think so. He was the guy who uh, applied for college. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was my favorite scene, dude. Well, I got that scene. That's well, there's be our two. Clip. There's one. One scene I like. One thing that's common throughout is all the guys returning from the Pacific are pissed because. They sort of miss the big celebration. Yeah, because they've already had VE Day, Victory Over Europe Day. And then this was VJ Day. Yeah, but they're they're returning back. By the time they get back, VJ Day was like months ago. They shut it down. They were like the essential workers of VJ Day, <laughs> and they didn't get any praise. No, you know, Amazon took away the $2 bump and called them heroes. Yeah. And that so there's a scene on the train where this guy basically propositions a woman very forward. sex. Yeah. yeah. And, was uh, it? Well, show anal? me your caboose. Oh, show me your caboose, and I'll stick my dick in your <laughs> asshole. And then she slaps <laughs> well, him in the face. But and she's, you can see she's into it, though. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's disavowed. Disavow. Redacted. Redacted. That's a joke. And then instead of, you know, <laughs> learning about consent and how to properly treat a woman, yeah. they kvetch that six months ago the ladies would have been all over her. Them. Her anus would have been ready and to roll. <laughs> uh, a fun part for me is, because I was wondering where this falls on the stolen valor spectrum, is when these guys get back, when they go on dates with women, they wear their officer's uniform. Yes. And these guys are on the train. They've been discharged. They're wearing their uniform. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that that was necessarily allowed. I think, yeah. I mean, I I, I went to, uh, I be, they w sometimes we'll wear them to weddings and everything. Oh, yeah, I've, I've years seen them into at, their civilian life. Yeah. I've, had see, I've seen them at weddings before. It's yeah. 
Kind of a badass look at a it's wedding, sick. to be honest. Yeah. My uncle was married in his dress whites. Yeah. Really. Your <laughs> uncle was married in a windbreaker, so <laughs> similar. <laughs> yeah, but it was a windbreaker with Vietnam patches on it. <laughs> Wait, jump. Oh, were your parents married in uniform? Uh, I don't think so, because my parents got ma- my parents had just like a courthouse oh. marriage. They didn't have like a big marriage. They showed up to the courthouse in the garb. That's great. <laughs> Dude, but I but actually... could have. They were in the military. One of the things I... Yeah, no. For a long time, right? Career uh, military service. No, just like a four-year, six-year stint, something like that. Ten years of military service altogether. That's like the Combined. Yeah, you stack you, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do always make sure to wear their their veteran hats out now to it's make sure they get like their their proper discounts. And stuff. It's sick. Dude. Why not? If you if you served, my, you should. Yeah, uh, I told them I wanted to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever want you to join the force? I don't really think so. Do they want you to join the police now? Uh, yeah, they want me. <laughs> they want me to join up now, and they want me to uh, really give it to these protesters, <laughs> these looters. <laughs> Your dad was an M- was a military military right? police MP. Yeah, huh? That's blue, blue Lives Matter. <laughs> but do you think there's some Blue Lives Matter guys who are like Blue Lives Matter, but not military police? <laughs> I'm sh- I don't know how it works. Gary so, Owen, uh, military police is like disliked a little. It's tough to be a military police officer. I think. You're I like love this. Where, where did you hear this? Well, because I think that it's like double the narc. Yeah. You know, you're like police officers disliked. And now you're the the teller honor in the yeah. army. You know, it's like coming. To yeah. Someone's just trying. I'm to just saying your dad invented the BDI. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, though, this is an interesting thing. We're talking about military stolen valor. Do you think there's there's definitely people right now? Walking around in scrubs to like Ooh. the the, the big Y. Great call. That, yeah, and that like, is oh, a great for the, call for the health responders yeah. during the COVID nineteen crisis. And you know they're just like podiatrists who are, have been out of work now for months, and they're just like looking for people to be like, "Thank you for your service." Yes. <laughs> and as we record this, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are doing Zoom podcasts because of the COVID crisis. Not us. <laughs> We're risking every. And I actually we just, we listened just, to Joe Rogan and we <laughs> said we heard no mask and we said thank you, Joe. Yeah, I actually. <laughs> just started a job uh i'm working at a at a at a cancer slash aids ward for kids <laughs> no they, mask no mask and they and uh, we decided we we're going to come together we're going to court in person because the podcast is that important <laughs> uh, <laughs> more than these immunocompromised children john ball did you like uh the pacific because i was a big fan of the band of brothers so and this did not was not as big a hit no, this was definitely not as big. Also, I mean, not as much star power in this versus Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers had David Schwimmer and uh, Joe Li- Ron Livingston. It yeah, I think Schwimmer <laughs> actively Lewis. detracted from Band of Brothers. <laughs> I, I don't really respect Schwimmer as an wow. actor. Band the, of Brothers the, is the CEO of Easy Company. <laughs> Schwimmer, I'm actually going to take shots at Schwimmer during this time, <laughs> too. Schwimmer said uh, it would be cool if there was a black spinoff of Friends. Uh, hello, Friends was the white spinoff of oh, Living, Living Single. In, okay. Living Single. Okay. I was going to nice say one, Living dog. Single. In Living Single, a combination. <laughs> um, so Living that, Single, that was that, yeah. uh, that was that show that started the New Day, right? <laughs> We watched Living Single. Living Single yeah. was funny. Yeah, Living yeah, Single was sure. pretty good. We love it. We were we watched the whole uh, thing. What did I think of the Pacific? <laughs> what did I think of the Pacific? Uh, yeah, I I thought it was good. You know, I, I you know I, there were some great scenes that I really liked. Um, there was a lot of one of the things I really liked in the show is that uh, you know it's showing the challenges that people that have served uh, the challenges that people served can experience. Fuck, dude, it's a little hot in the house. <laughs> It can show some of the challenges that our nation's veterans experience when they try to reintegrate back into society. I mean, these guys' challenges weren't that bad. Oh, it was hard, man. No, you could, I think it was you harder could feel for it when they announced the war was over and they were in the hospital, right? One guy on is Long reading. Island. Oh, yeah. In like there, there was a sadness in the guy's face. They didn't automatically celebrate because you've been in this struggle and it's given a real purpose to your life. And now it's over. And then you got to go back to wearing mufti and hanging out with these <laughs> civilians, Dude. which as stand-up comics, we've experienced during COVID. We, yeah. have to, we used to hang out with comics in vets and now we <laughs> hang out with civilians <laughs> who don't know anything we, about the We, as a podcast, love when comics refer, refer to non-comics as civilians. We think that just is... We think it's great and we think it really... <laughs> It, we think it places the proper amount of importance yes. on being a comedian. It's very, <laughs> very rational. <laughs> I uh, I actually think that like this show, um, yeah, it, it it does make me sad because like 
like we're gonna feel just like that guy with the blown off arms when the podcast ends. You know, <laughs> we find out the podcast has been officially canceled. Yeah, you know. I mean, these things are great recruiting tools. I always walk away from a show like The Pacific, specifically saying yeah. anyone who's not in the military, like myself is an absolute unpatriotic, selfish <laughs> jamoke who is not fighting for anything bigger than themselves. I dude, always dude, have regret I think when I watch these. I think you got to feel pretty good if you fought in World War II. Well, it's a decent one to be a part of. It was really the last good one that yeah. the U.S. had. You yeah. know, That was a war where it was like, it's almost cartoonishly good versus evil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it almost seems like it's made up. They chose red and black <laughs> and called themselves the axis of yeah. evil. They were literally eradicating a race of people yeah, from yeah. the earth. It was easy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of the wars after that, there are a lot grayer areas. Yeah. It was easy, but we still weren't really sure. We waited quite a <laughs> while before we got involved. Dude. And, like, Ooh. Japan... We shouldn't have fucked with so much. Dude, they bombed <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, it's We Hawaii. didn't have to nuke them. Oh, this is... I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of reasons we should or shouldn't have nuked, and I won't get into it. But yeah, it's a lar- it's I a will huge say, debate. it's a Eurocentric view of history to say Japan wasn't also evil. Rape of Nanking. Oh, those, dude, I wrote you know, many opinion yeah, you papers did. on the Rape of Nanking. Really? And I just think that, uh, you know, that book that she wrote, The Rape of Nanking... There's some facts in it that are misleading, and um, it's slanted Wait, a little bit. Wait, that she wrote? Uh, is, Nan, is Nan King a woman? <laughs> 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 is that like Stephen King's mother? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's a good, it's a good book, and it's so sad. The Rape of Nan King is like it's so, a, it's, it's a, a sad, story. yeah, it's a sad. Situation. Yeah, the Japanese not a huge fan of the Chinese it's, or well, any other Asians in general. They kind of hate everybody. Well, well, they were expansionists at the time. The Japans were expansionists. The Japans. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were expansions, and they thought they were just like the bombest Asians out there. Right. No one. They probably thought they were the bombest people. Period. I don't think they were like. Well, they, they were like we are better than everyone. Yeah. We showed them what the bomb was all about. <laughs> <laughs> Hoorah! Simplify. <laughs> I will I say Japan that. is one of the world's most beloved cultures for sure. A lot oh, of people oh, yeah. are drawn to Japanese culture and to Japanese history. Yeah. yeah. And Japan actually ended up getting the last laugh by exporting their culture via hentai and anime. <laughs> So now everybody's into it, whether they want to be or not. Do you think the true Cold War (laughs) is Japanese hentai being disseminated across the world? Let me ask you guys what you think of this. A scene in the film is... uh, It's a a show, miniseries. The scene in the miniseries is that, I think it's Eugene, he comes home from the war, his parents are very elderly, and he's trying to hook up with this chick across the street. Yeah. He sees that she has a date coming, and he actually just shows up at her house like seconds before the date to ask her out. This is the Do you guys lamest. Think this is a hot move or not? This this guy is such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe how big of an asshole he comes <laughs> off as. Cause it's like, dude, you're gonna get the chick. Just let him go on this little date with the girl and then go talk to her. Why do you have to stand him down and be like, you didn't even actually fight the war. You joined late. He's like, dude, I'm 16. It's not his fault. <laughs> yeah, he, he was going to West Point. He, he just was too young. Yeah. It, I uh, didn't know that the war was about to end. Do you think that's a sweet move to fucking jack a guy's date? Uh, no, I think it's a really... I so think you're it's bros before hoes. I think it's a very low-T move. Mm. I, I think if I was a woman, I would be like, you're pathetic, dude. Because she this, doesn't. She thinks it's hot. Yeah, but she's... You could tell no no real brain on I, I loved what transpired at dinner, though. They have, like, nothing to talk about. He just tells her he always loved her. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you don't know me. And then he's like... That's a pretty good point. <laughs> like, they have no connection at yeah. all. He has no reason to, like, be rude to other people in pursuit of this woman because he doesn't know anything about it. He just her. covets her. She's yeah. just a pretty neighbor. That's yeah. And he says know. he wrote her letters but never sent them. Best move the of all time. He did the <laughs> ultimate thought about it. He <laughs> pretends he wrote something down, which he did not. And he, re- he says he didn't send them because he thought he would die. And then he says, the best writing I've ever done. I uh, love it's it. Pretty, it's actually a really good move. I think it would work, too. I don't think a woman would see that as you being slick. No, I think it could work uh, out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was actually... You know, in you, the, you actually the Pacific d- Theater at one point. Really? Yes. Um, really? I was. It was a pretty interesting time in my life when I was in the Pacific. Um, after fighting for the Japanese in World War II as one of the <laughs> only American <laughs> defectors <laughs> to fight for the access, <laughs> I moved back to o- Okinawa. <laughs> 
Because we had surrendered, the people of Japan showed a little to no respect for us military members. <laughs> so I found an American soldier that was helping do it during the reconstruction and gave him heroin for his uniform. <laughs> I put on the uniform and walked right on the ship. It worked. They had no idea I was actually a Japanese fighter. <laughs> to blend in, I yelled racist shit, but I can't actually remember what exactly I said. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> the fellows on the ship all said, wow, this guy really hates the Japanese. <laughs> It pained me to say such horrible things about my favorite country. When we got home, I began to teach American history at USC in Los Angeles. <laughs> I was a perfect college professor in America because I hated the country so much, but was pretty pumped about my paycheck and the co-eds. Let's not forget it was 1979. A is for anal, B is for blowjob. You get the gist. So 34 years after World War II? <laughs> That same year, a man <laughs> from a war torn <laughs> yeah, I was in Japan for a while during the Reconstruction. The same that same year, a man from a war torn country in the Middle East came to take a summer class at USC. <laughs> he showed incredible interest in America. His name was Osama bin Laden, and I told him everything he needed to know: that America was the pits, a capitalist, filthy, amoral country that didn't believe in God, only believed in money. <laughs> He ate that information up, and he asked them, what is a good country? I told him. I let him know about Japan. I told him how it's beautiful, homogenous, hardworking, and they have this style of drawing called anime <laughs> and tentacle porn. <laughs> he showed a lot of interest in that. After class, I showed him my collection. He got really aroused. I knew he was destined to be a Weibo. <laughs> We were in the dark room, and he asked me what his grade was. I told him right now it was an F for failure to fuck. <laughs> and he said, I'd like to at least raise it to a C for come on me. Oh, wow. We banged in the dark room. We lit up a couple of smokes and laid in each other's arms. <laughs> I asked if he had any dreams, and he said, I'd like to blow up the Twin Towers. <laughs> I laughed and said, this country would deserve it. Oh, my God. <laughs> then I rolled over. And said, let's see if you can get an A, and God bless Japan. Whoa! <laughs> wow! <It's a> <laughs> did, did Osama Bin Laden really go to USC at one point? No, he was in America in 1979, though, for two weeks. And really? he did visit did he Indiana and Los Angeles. Well, Indiana was the best. I just came from <laughs> Indiana. Dude, very cheap houses. So I'm surprised that Osama <laughs> was angry. Because Dude, he's they have $200,000 mansions in Indiana. It's you, think Osama, you think Osama should have been, been pro-USA after that? I do, I uh, you know, I I was after I came back from Indiana. I'm <laughs> He's like, got wow. two siblings that live in America. One of them lives in Cambridge. Do they have a new name? No, they still go by Bin Laden. Really? Yeah, they go. Well, now they go by Bin Laughing. Okay. <laughs> uh, I also had some trouble reintegrating back into life, civilian life, non-comedian life. In my part of the Pacific, there were no women, similar to. That one guy who I thought was named Eugene, but I guess he's not named Eugene. <laughs> but unlike Eugene, that did not stop me from losing my virginity during the war. Nice. I struck up with, uh, uh, struck up a romance with a Japanese astrophysicist named Ken Yamamoto. <laughs> Ken and I were in love, and after the war, I brought him back to the USA with me, and we settled in Down East Maine. Ken was a professor at University of Maine Machias, and I was a local handyman slash drunk slash bum slash ham radio <laughs> operator. <laughs> When Ken was away at work, I would spend hours on my ham radio listening to jingoistic propaganda. <laughs> One station told me that the white man made two times less money than the Asian man. Wow. I thought about it. The pressure of being in an interracial gay relationship in 1940s Maine wore off. I said, Ken, you make way more money than me. It's very difficult to be white. <laughs> he said, come on, man. I have a PhD and I'm a college professor and you are a drunk handyman. <laughs> Obviously, I make more money. Also, people say very racist stuff here every day. I said, Ken, good point. And we made love and made up. Ken bought me a new four-wheeler and I stopped listening to ham radio. I was happy and I was in love. Until one day, I fired up the old ham radio and I heard some new radio programs. I discovered the Black Israelite Ham Radio <laughs> Hour, <laughs> and I was really convinced. I became a Black Israelite. They talked about the evils of the white men, which I agreed with because all of my neighbors called me a baby killer. They were all white. 
Also, I figured I probably wasn't white since I got a pretty good tan in Okinawa. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Ken did not like my black Israelite viewpoints. Racist. So I left on the Amtrak down Easter and transferred at North Station <laughs> to a red line train to South Station because there's no uh, north-south connector, which Michael Dukakis <laughs> wanted. Then took the Amtrak train to Harlem, <laughs> 125th Street, to join my mentors. Ken moved in with the local Passamaquoddy chief that I had suspected he was cheating on me with the whole time. Wow. Wow. And now you uh, live in Harlem with the black Israelites? Yeah. <laughs> you know the Mori bus picks you up outside of a black Israelite temple? No. no yeah. Really. It's r- the 12 tribes. Did right they there. ever just jump on with you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm. And I think, could you join the black Israelites, John? Because on the thing, they talk about the 12 tribes of Israel. Mexicans are one of them. Mm, maybe. Wait, who? I do ha- I do hate Yacoub, the creator of the white man. <laughs> the evil scientist. <laughs> Is that, that's their belief, right? Yacoub? Yacoub, the evil scientist who created whites 600 years Dude, ago. You know what this 6, um, years the ago? world needs? Is like um, Dr. Manhattan. Like, uh, we need a Yakub style villain to all unify us. Oh, to go after. yeah. Like Watchmen. Yeah. Dude, dude, the thing is, if we had a Yakub style villain, people would still support him in America. <laughs> 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 you know, you some people Facebook? would say we have a pretty obvious villain. Uh, a reality television star who abuses women, <laughs> forces the Secret Service to stay at his private hotels, and inflames racial division. You know, but we still can't unite against this guy. I'll tell you about my hardships returning from the military. When I joined the Marines, I had it tough. I wanted to serve my country and use the GI Bill to attend Howard University. <laughs> Often ranked number one historically black universities. But when I arrived in the Marines, I was slightly overweight at 312 pounds. (laughs) And my drill instructor mocked me mercilessly. He called me names, singled me out, and caught me when I snuck a donut from the mess hall to eat later. This pissed me off. I'd only joined the Marines to go to a black college for free, so I'd get a degree in Afrocentric (laughs) studies. And now I had a drill instructor on my ass all the time. One night, I snuck a... into the toilets with my rifle, and when my drill instructor confronted me, I shot him to death and attempted to commit suicide, but I had only loaded one round. I was thrown the brig, but luckily was skillfully defended by a jag in my court-martial named Zach Brazow. Wow. I was found not guilty by reason of fat shaming and served out the rest <laughs> of my contract as a Marine. Once I got out, I enrolled in Howard and had the happiest weeks of my life until it came out that the drill instructor I had shot to death was a black man. I explained to my campus that I had no idea that he was black because I did not see color. But for some insane reason, this elicited booze <laughs> from the crowd. And they began to throw huge amounts of fruit at the stage <laughs> up, <at me. laughs> up on the stage at me. Uh, I began to throw fruit back at them, and unfortunately, they kicked me and expelled me out of Howard University. And I had nowhere to go. I began to panhandle on the streets of Washington, D.C. in my service fatigues. <laughs> and I slept on the streets as I had spent all my money on Howard tuition which was not refunded. I was now a homeless veteran and made myself a cardboard sign that read, Homeless Vet Kicked Out of Historically Black University. (laughs) Anything helps. I was doing well for myself until a man with an iPhone began recording me and asked me if I was the Marine vet who had shot his drill instructor. I backed down immediately and said that I was not actually a veteran at all and I had made up the sign for sympathy. I said I was uh, committing stolen valor. He, he said, if I wasn't really a veteran, then why was my name tag in the correct spot? <laughs> and why did my cover fit me so well? And why was my belt regulation? <laughs> I stammered and began to get extremely nervous. <laughs> he told me that if I really was not a veteran like I claimed, then I would not have a CAC card on me. He asked me to open my wallet and show that I had no CAC card and prove that I was not a real veteran <laughs> as I walked away crying. The video went mega viral, and this was dubbed Stealthy Valor, shaming veterans for their war crimes and then getting them to deny they had even served at all. I had created a movement. (laughs) Dude, that's kind of a great idea. Like, uh, America's so obsessed with shaming. Why don't we start shaming vets? I think that we're going to start. (laughs) That's literally what happened throughout the 1970s. The reason why veterans are such a united and powerful special interest group, especially Vietnam veterans, is because of how poorly they were treated coming back. People were pissed at them. Ho- like, horribly treated. And they had just seen some really awful atrocities. That's where right. the uh, pejorative baby killer kind of comes Sammy from. Dude, Sammy Davis Jr. always vowed to stand by the troops, and he did a USA tour in Vietnam, 
and yeah. he was really people were very upset that he would even go to entertain the troops. Right, right. And people were not happy. Would you know what he did for his act? I, th- I mean, he used to tap dance and sing. I he think he crooned. He was a crooner. Yeah, I what love is, Sammy Davis. What does crooner mean? Crooner is like a Frank Sinatra style singer. Dude, um, good. There's a good a podcast episode about Sammy Vez- Sammy Davis Jr. Malcolm Gladwell's podcast about him it was really, really? good. Yeah. I watched a great PBS special on it and I loved it. Well, a lot of Damn. people towards the end of his life, people called him an Uncle Tom. Basically, he was like people turned their back on him um, yeah. the, in the black community and in like the, I guess the liberal community, whatever. And then it was like. Nah. It, basically, Malcolm Gladwell like makes the whole point like he was like the first to do all these. Yeah, things. dude. He yeah. had been a performer since he was age four. He did nothing but perform his whole life. I would love if some of the black community would turn on Al Sharpton these days since he got skinny. He's a betrayer. <laughs> he used to be fat as fuck. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> discuss Al Sharpton on the podcast, but there's plenty of controversy about Al Sharpton. <laughs> Well, the biggest controversy should be that he used to be fat, and now he's turned his back on the fat community. I agree. He has, I respect Al's diet, though. He's a very impressive eater. <laughs> Al Sharpton is a great eater. He eats the him same and, thing every day. Him really? and Bill Clinton yeah. are both vegans, I think. Well, I don't think Al wants to be associated with Bill Clinton. I hope that's the only <laughs> thing they share in common. I thought they were friends. Well, Bill's friends are often committing massive Dude, I watched a little scandals. bit of Epstein. Yeah, we should, you know, we should watch. We should do the finale of the Epstein All right, documentary. I watched the first episode yeah. of my take. It was really sad, but I was glad that the documentary focused on the victims because yeah. then you remember how sick and disgusting it is and how real it is to so many people. Because right. most people are just like hashtag Epstein didn't kill himself, PizzaGate. I it's mean, all most about people, including you. You know, <laughs> I, no, I think Epstein killed himself from the shame. But uh, my, also a big takeaway I had was West Palm Beach, where you'd find his victims. Yeah. Nice trailer park. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, good, cheap property in the sunshine could we, be a good I, investment We spot. need to... Well, I don't want to tell everyone this, but, like, the whole tiny house movement, it's like... I love it. Just get a trailer. A trailer is, like, the same. It just has it a is. negative connotation. Right. Well, right. you don't own your land in the trailer. You can end up paying a lot in rent, like... Yeah, but, I mean, if you if you hey. have the trailer, if you're renting a space for trailer, you can just put oh, the trailer yes. in the space you no, want. No, just get a double wide, baby. You'll yeah, be living long. double wide. That's true. It is funny, like, these... Like I watched, I watched this tiny house, like House Hunter show, and it's so hilarious. What they call a tiny house is like, dude, these are just apartment buildings. Like this is an apartment. What oh, are you yeah? talking about? Yeah, yeah. You know? it's like, they're like they're buying. Oh, they're, par- they're, they're in, in, in an apartment. They're yeah, like they're in a in, building. They're in New York City. And they're like we're searching for tiny houses. Like, dude, you're you're par- all you're gonna buy an apartment. Houses, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not a house. But and then they always complain about the space in the house. It's That's insane. That. Oh, it's a little small. The name of the show <laughs> you signed up for was Tiny Houses. <laughs> um, I heard you. Uh, I heard, what's the reason you want to get into a tiny house? To make my dick look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to intro that clip? What was the clip we were going to discuss? Oh, well, yeah. We've talk, been talking a little bit about some of the veterans have some issues reintegrating society. Yeah. We can hear some of the issues that Eugene has when he goes to try to sign up for college. You're looking to register for classes, Mr. Sledge? I'm thinking about it. Good choice. Alabama Polytechnic is the best. Which branch do you serve in? I was in the Marine Corps, miss. USMC. And did you attend any special schools while in the Marine Corps? Uh, just boot camp, weapons school. I was in a mortar squad. Okay. Did you do any accounting? <laughs> no, miss. Any journalism? None at all. Any engineering, technical skills? Had to handle explosives. Okay. Isn't there anything the Marine Corps taught you that you can continue at Bama Poly? They taught me how to kill Japs. Sensitive, and she pushes Gene to the brink. Like, yeah, yeah just it was. What brutal. did she say? She's like, you didn't do. She goes, oh, you, you didn't learn anything. <laughs> but then it's like, so what? He can just be a freshman. Is yeah. this such yeah. so hard? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's the. Uh, I don't know what her problem is. 
And his, we know exactly what Eugene's problem is, that he has severe PTSD from serving in his country. I think he's got light PTSD. To be honest, he seems pretty well-adjusted. He goes out to hunt with his dad, and he breaks down yeah. crying. He doesn't want to do anything. And then his mom is riding his Dude, ass. I was so funny. And then the dad comes up. He's like, he's not a boy. And she's like, well, he's acting like one. No, he's acting like a man who just had to kill people for four <laughs> years. Dude, the dad's compassion was beautiful. Very compassionate yes. man. In fact, he might make a few compassionate memes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure, well, let's get into a meme minute here. A meme minute for the, yeah, I got I got a meme minute for, uh, I got a meme for a meme minute on the Pacific. Okay. All right, white power fist, black power fist. Yeah. All right, black power fist, Chinese nationals. White <laughs> power fist, marine veterans. They're coming together over hatred of the ch- of the Japanese. That's a good one for sure. That would go popular in military memes. <laughs> All right, uh, I got one. Guy sweating with two buttons. Ooh. Guy sweating with two buttons. The guy is Harry S. Truman. Oh. Okay. The one button is drop the bombs. Yeah. The other button is. Continue a land war wow, on Japan. That's a compassionate meme towards Harry Truman. Yeah, it's a tough position for him to be in. I yeah. started reading a Harry Truman biography by David McCullough. Oh, God, the biography minute here was up for Start was your own podcast about biographies. <laughs> I right? love biographies. Uh, what are some good memes? Do you think, what do you think of an autobiography versus a biography written by someone else? Oh, yeah, break it down. Uh, I prefer biographies because they're like... For example, if Harry Truman wrote a biography, an autobiography, it would start with his childhood. David McCullough starts with the context of the area he grew up and his family tree. So I'm learning a lot about the Civil War and Jesse James and all that. Like, there was a lot of... The Civil War was insanely violent. And yeah, I, guess I didn't dude. really know that. <laughs> There's a book called, like, I think it's called Buried. And, and it a, talks about Against how, like, civilians, too, would yeah. roll up on a house with, like, this happened to Harry's, like, great-grandfather or grandfather. Roll up on a house... Say, where's the man of the house? He was a traveling salesman, so he's gone. Grab a 15-year-old son, put a rope around his neck, hang him over a tree, and say, if you don't tell me where the dad is, we're going to hang him. They yeah. would hang people. They would, they would like, destroy farms. Yikes. Yeah, no, they, it was like... Uh, Doesn't it, sound like a very civil war. In <laughs> <And> Jesse <laughs> James, I didn't realize. Civil. I believe Jesse James was, like, a confederate. And we, you know... Who's Jesse James? Jesse the, James, the gu- outlaw, outlaw Jesse James. Isn't he the guy... I thought doesn't he do? He, was, he, yeah, he also does choppers <laughs> and cheated on Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I only know him as the the chopper guy, but um, yeah, the Civil War pretty much created uh, the death industry as we know it today. It's like it created the morgue and oh. like because uh, there were just so many. There were so many bodies. You would have to like you. It would be a family trip to like go down and find your son in the stacks of bodies. That's Ooh. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Not a great trip, but yeah, yeah I've been to Disney, and that was not, that was way worse. So. <laughs> You've been to Gettysburg too, and I've heard. You I say, love yeah. Gettysburg, dude. Gettysburg is amazing. There is emotional feel to Gettysburg, and like, you know what? I prefer Gettysburg to Universal Parks, Harry Potter World, because Gettysburg is not transphobic <laughs> in the way that she <laughs> rallies. Yeah, dude. If you if you have a trip planned to uh, Hogwarts or what was it? Protest. If you are going to Hogwarts, protest. Don't go. <laughs> don't go. Go to Gettysburg. Go to Gettysburg. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way. That's a better way to spend your dollars than on that turf, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> that dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, me minute though. What me minute? What are we doing here? Um, okay, Ace? okay. Ace? The late uh, young women, no, uh, mid twenties aged women when soldiers come back from war six months after VJ Day. I I'm ahead out. Oh, okay. <laughs> A- okay. AOC in the SUV. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Love her. The Rock driving. The Rock. Oh man, I love our military veterans, especially the ones who served in the World War II. That was such an important victory. AOC defund the VFWs <laughs> and the veterans <laughs> hospitals. I hate all veterans and military men. Uh, redacted. The AOC <laughs> never said that. Here's an AOC. No, that's S- a quote, bro. No, that's not even the style. <laughs> Here's an AOC in the SUV for you. The Rock driving. Wow, AOC. Today's Veterans Day. Don't you? Uh, how do you feel about that, AOC? I don't really care about people that work on animals. Oh, that is a way better version of it. <laughs> yeah, I because the AOC <laughs> on the SUV is supposed to be AOC is an airhead who misinterprets <laughs> what they say. Look. You have re, uh, commissioned <laughs> it as AOC is evil. <laughs> I know nothing I about I wouldn't AOC. say that being anti-military is evil. I think it's great. <laughs> I think being anti-people who were forced into military service 
and oftentimes we're black and Puerto Rican and Italian. Wow. And uh, Italian. really taking good. my comment yeah, really seriously. You're going I'm taking down. it seriously. <laughs> um, all right. What about, um, what are some other memes? Oh, okay. The, the like, shy monkey. Or the, <laughs> yes. The, the, like the, the symbol s- guy, the right? The sweating monkey guy with his he- eyes over his shoulder. I don't um, know that one. Yes, you do. He's, he's like, whoop. Okay. Guy in the background talking about, um, you know, his trip to Pearl Harbor <laughs> and how excited <laughs> he was for it. <laughs> Japanese kamikaze little monkey fighter. Oh, no. What is the guy's name? The guy. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's you sound like AOC <laughs> in the SUV now. <laughs> I was trying to say he's got his eyes over his shoulder like, uh-oh, he knows something. But it really took a <laughs> weird turn. <laughs> You hate to call them. Well, Speaking yeah. of, yeah. Uh, I just. What do you want to say? I, I want to say. <laughs> redacted uh, to speaking me. Speaking of, I, 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 I'm going to head out. SpongeBob came out last week, right? Yeah. So we should. Keep SpongeBob congrats. Is gay? Congrats, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yeah, SpongeBob no, has dude. come out of the closet. You know what's funny, though? This, uh, this came up like five years ago when they talked to the animator and the guy who created the show, and he said that he was. Um, they asked him about SpongeBob's sexuality and he said he's, he's not gay. He's a sponge. <laughs> the guy's like, he's an amorphous sponge. <laughs> She's funny, but now but he's now a gay he's icon. Gay? Yeah. That's Wh- awesome. Yeah. Who's, Who's a bigger gay icon, SpongeBob or Britney Spears? Or Kimbo Slice. Mm. <laughs> Does it, do they go into whether he tops or bottoms or verse? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think a, a sponge would be a bottom because he's sucking things up. He's penetrating. He's, right. you know, I think a sponge is. He's absorbing. It's a yes. new. It's a new style of sponge worthy. <laughs> you know, Seinfeld <laughs> reference. Oh, I don't all right, know. Pacific. Let's um, do a role memes. play. Let's do a. W- well, yeah, we're done with memes, but oh, let's do a. Uh, let's do a Deepak Chopra, Bhagavan Antle. Something you liked about a the Chris show. Chris Angel mind freak moment. Deepak Chopra, something you liked about the show. I liked so much of the show. I love train travel. A lot of this happens on they 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 are flown back to San Diego and then yeah. they take a train across the U.S. So we see a guy get off in Texas, a guy get off in Louisiana, a guy get off in Mobile, Alabama. It is good, and to that's see all with one lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see a robust passenger train service, which also has a very nice dining car. It was so that I really appreciate it. Nice. I my Bogdan Antle moment, my mind freak moment was uh, the amount of smoking. I love the smoking. <laughs> it turns me on. It literally gets my nipples hard <laughs> to see people smoking so freely and not brought down by the system. Wow, that's mm. pretty good. Um, let me see here. My Chris Angel mind freak Bogdan Antle Deepak Chopra moment of the week. Something that I liked <laughs> about <laughs> the show. I am gonna go with uh, with uh, Eugene's compassionate father. Giving him, uh, you know, not uh, pushing him to reintegrate society and telling his son that it's perfectly fine to live at home as long as you want, never pay rent, and just do whatever you feel like doing. Yeah, also they have a huge home. There's no need for money. (laughs) They employed black servants, which I was very uncomfortable with. Yeah, I didn't know that. You know, I was thinking about watching that scene, like, what is the atmosphere on set? Like HBO, the director's like, well, we made this great program with very rich characters, and uh, they're all white, except we have two black servants, <laughs> and then we'll do the scene, and, yeah. and it's not right. And if you're like, a, what is it called when you're like, um, you go all in on your acting? A method. full-time yeah, actor? Yeah, if you're a method oh. actor, it could get really dicey on set. <laughs> it, it's not right. It's not right. Do you right. think if Daniel Day-Lewis was cast, he would have been slur- throwing slurs uh, around? Yeah, not good. Well, that the guy who played Jefferson Davis in Abe Lincoln, the movie with Daniel Jackie Day-Lewis. Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, he was apparently a nightmare on set. Was he really? Just, no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he actually he actually tried to secede from the shooting. <laughs> He seceded from the production. Dude, that's a great part of uh, Curb, though. Doesn't Ted Danson play Jefferson Davis? Or General Lee? General Lee, yeah. 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 No, it is like a hilarious idea of just thinking like, how uncomfortable it would be to be play Jefferson Davis in a movie. <laughs> you the whole time be like, hey, just a character. Jack Earl Haley, his breakout role was in Little Children as a child molester. So he's used to playing he's well, misunderstood he's heroes. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> What and his next role will be Crystalia. Okay. Hey! <laughs> All righty. Let's uh, do a role play. Let's do a role play. I will be. I'll be. Um. I'm gonna be. I'll uh, be Jefferson Davis. Oh, sounds. No, good. no, I won't be. Um. <laughs> it was a very. It was a very sort of uh, 
flamboyant. I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be SpongeBob. No, no. Um, I kind of w- want to be Doug Benton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to be okay. What do you want to be? Well, I wanted to be like some kind of like job interviewer. Oh, okay. 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 So you I'll be Doug Benson. You yeah, be a job I'll, I'll be I'll be a guy who had a flamethrower in uh, Okinawa. Okay. <laughs> and uh, w- okay, thank I want to thank you guys both for coming in. Also, I want to apologize. Jesus, that's hot. I want to hey, apologize. Hey, I want to apologize. Shoot that thing. Light my bong, <laughs> will ya? I wanted to apologize at first for bringing you both in here on a dual interview, but you guys are both being very rude. <laughs> you set the office on fire, and you're smoking marijuana. Dude, this is, ni- this is 1947. Legal, it's not legal. It's high- <laughs> It's a Schedule 3, I think. LSD is still legal in 47. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Let me just put out this flamethrower. Wow, you're good with that thing, yeah. huh? Uh, yeah, you should have seen the freaking Japs I lit up with this Whoa! <laughs> Let's tone it down, my friend. Doug, I mean, this is 1947. People use that term all the time. Hey, there were good people in 1947 who said this was wrong in 1947. Don't let history whitewash itself. That's a good point, Doug. <laughs> wow. You really have a really open mind. Is that from smoking marijuana? Yep, the marijuana it hits the synapses and allows me to do more uh, free thinking. Hey, wow. dude, maybe I should take a doobie and maybe that will calm down my nerves a little bit. And then I can, you know, maybe I won't want to say that word dude, ever again. Dude, you couldn't even handle my weed. All right, well, let me try it. Do you want to smoke light? <laughs> Hand me a spleef, bro. A spleef? Yes. <laughs> dude. Doug, you're really stingy with it, huh? Here it is, man. Whoa, let me... I have a lighter in my no, desk. No, no, no. I, gotta, I, gotta <laughs> I have a lighter in my desk. Like, oh, my God. It's so hot. Dude, dude, you want to use a wood match, you're going to burn the dude. I don't know man. if you're a really good fit for the fireworks factory. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're blasting that flamethrower like don't, crazy. Don't tread on me, bro. This is my right. I had this over in Okinawa. I can have this at my job. I've got a permit here. Uh, and I don't know if you know, but the fireworks industry, there's a lot of Asians in the industry, and you might not be comfortable. <laughs> I, I just smoked I, my first doobie, and now I'm really comfortable. Yeah, he's comfortable with that. Now. So yeah. your racism is gone now that you've smoked weed. Yes, dude, and oh, that's well why. Well, then you can have the job. Yes. Both of you guys. Nice, dude. Thank you for the job. Now let's go to our first. Uh, ten days later, our first day at the job. Why do we have to wait? Ten? I no, you guys can start tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. I was pretty high. Oh, so I missed shit, nine dude. days you of work. You guys were supposed to start the net. You're supposed we to start so, nine days ago. We were so what? stoned. Ten bro. days. We got some crazy <laughs> weed. Dude, you know what? It's okay. I'm we, a, that's just we strike, got such I'm a, good. That's strike one. Weed. It's not a big deal. Just get to work at the fireworks factory, please. dude. Do you mind if I go take a quick break to smoke okay. this loud? <laughs> what? You guys had nine days off, and you're gonna take a break? Oh man! Hey, want to see something cool? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, watch it! Watch it! No! Oh! Oh, damn! It's like Pearl Harbor all over again. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys give the show? Uh, I give it a I give it a seven. Not as good as Band of Brothers. I give it a six. Yeah, I was pretty uninterested. Nine point five. <laughs> Very beautiful and moving. Good night, America. Good night, Uri. Stolen Valor, July. I walk out here every night with hustle, loyalty, respect on my sleeve. That is a credo I have adopted from the men and women who defend the freedom of this country. <laughs> 